Bhagavad Gita chapter 3 verse 13 Yajna Shishtashinah Santo Mujjante Sarvakil Vishayeh Bhunjate Tetvagham Papa Yepachantyatma Karanath Yajna Shishta Food taken after performance of Yajna Ashinaha Eaters Santaha The devotees Muchyante Get relief from Sarva All kinds of Kilvishayaha Sins Bhunjate Enjoy Te De Tu But Agham Grievous sins Papaha Sinners Ye Those Pachanti Prepare food Atma Karanat For sense enjoyment Translation and purport by His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Shri Prabhupada Jai Translation The devotees of the Lord are released from all kinds of sins because they eat food which is offered first for sacrifice. Others who prepare food for personal sense enjoyment verily eat only sin. Please repeat The devotees of the Lord are released from all kinds of sins because they eat food which is offered first for sacrifice. Others who prepare food for personal sense enjoyment verily eat only sin. Purport The devotees of the Supreme Lord or the persons who are in Krishna consciousness are always santas and they are always in love with the Lord as it is described in the Brahma Samhita Premam Janachurita Bhakti Vilochanena Santa Sadeva Hridayeshu Vilokayanti The Santas, being always in a compact of love with the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Govinda, the giver of all pleasures, or Mukunda, the giver of liberation, or Krishna, the all-attractive person, cannot accept anything without first offering it to the Supreme Person. Therefore, such devotees always perform yajnas in different modes of devotional service, such as Shravanam, Kirtanam, Smaranam, Archanam, etc., and these performances of yajnas keep them always aloof from all kinds of contamination of sinful association in the material world. Others who prepare food for self or sense gratification are not only thieves but also but are also the eaters of all kinds of sins. How can a person be happy if he is both a thief and sinful? It is not possible. Therefore, in order for people to become happy in all respects, they must be taught to perform the easy process of Sankirtan Yajna in full Krishna consciousness. Otherwise, there can be no peace or happiness in the world. Now, this is a very important verse from Bhagavad Gita. Srila Prabhupada quoted it many times. And it is very interesting if you see the last two classes that we had. We will go back to 310. It highlights a very important uh, aspect 
of spiritual life if we just see in the context of the last three verses you see 310 <coughs> the beginning of creation is mentioned sahayagnya prajasrishtva we have discussed this sahayagnya prajasrishtva now let's bring this down purovach prajapatih anena prasavishyadham eshavostvishta kamadhuk in the beginning of creation the lord of all creatures sent forth generations of men and demigods along with sacrifices for vishnu and blessed them by saying be thou happy by this yagna because its performance will bestow upon you everything desirable for living happily and achieving liberation now with the creation the process of sacrifice was also given right at the beginning of creation so when people ask when did the vedas come you know when did the sanatan dharma come why it is called sanatan dharma because it is sanatan there is no beginning there is no end and there is a reason why it is called sanat we as living entities we are sanatan eternal and the lord is eternal he is abode the vaikuntha it is also sanatan dharma which is explained in the 8th chapter of bhagavad gita and the transaction between the eternal living entity the soul which we are and the eternal lord the transaction is also eternal and that is called bhakti and that is called sanatan dharma so th- this is uh, existing even before creation creation only happens in the material world there is bhutva bhutva praliyate creation and destruction creation and destruction but in the spiritual world there is no creation or destruction it is eternal always always there and people there are always engaged in sanatan dharma they are directly with the lord here we forget and we are doing our own thing in this material world so um, when krishna creates prajasrishtva prajasrishtva means when the population was created srishti means creation sahayagnya along with yagnya both together because just if you just do prajasrishtva create population without any aim of life they will become you know anti social element why they are existing now anti social elements we have discussed this because people are being i mean there is procreation but there is no training how to become first class in character so the science is lost family planning means not contraception family planning means you can have hundreds and millions of children if you want but train them to be god conscious that is proper family planning and that is exemplified by the lord when the beginning of creation happened the population became manifest immediately sahayagnya immediately so from the very beginning of birth the soul is trained up in krishna consciousness this is explained in the shrimad bhagavatam by prahlad maharaj <coughs> um 761 we will go directly to this verse here so in the seventh canto kaumaracharet pragyo dharman bhagavatani ha durlabham manusham janma tadapyadhruvam arthadam pralad maharaj said one who is sufficiently intelligent should use the human form of body from the very beginning of life in other words from the tender age of childhood which by the way is the age when we start our 
material educational system even before that even 3 years old so that is the age we have to start our spiritual education actually that was the gurukul system which is now replaced to practice the activities of devotional service giving up all other engagements the human body is most rarely achieved and although temporary like other bodies it is meaningful because in human life one can perform devotional service even a slight amount of sincere devotional service can give one complete perfection so this is the whole idea that one should not become a parent if one cannot give moksha to his children gurur na sasyat svajano na sasyat pita na sasyat janani na sasyat daivam na tatsyam napatischa sasyan namo chayadya samupetam rityum this is spoken by rishabdev he had 100 sons and he is talking about renunciation sometimes people think hey, who is he to talk about renunciation you know of course he is first of all the supreme personality of godhead <laughs> so it doesn't mean that if you have 100 sons you can't be renounced the renounce the renunciation means that if i have taken a responsibility i have to take it fully okay if i have become a father okay this person has taken a birth this soul is not my son but he has come into this family under my care so i have to make sure he he will not take another birth this should be his last that is a parent's duty otherwise you see one who cannot deliver his dependents from the path of repeated birth and death should never become a spiritual master a relative a father a husband a mother or a worshipable demigod so that is the responsibility of every parent of not only parent any responsible post the king same thing in the prithumaraj description we find that the king partakes of 1/6 of the pious and sinful deeds of his citizens so it's not fun being a leader if you cannot you know ensure that the praja is following the principle of yajna then we are running a great risk not only for ourselves the leader but also the people in general leading them to hell so these are the scriptural injunctions of how population should be trained so that established the next verse goes 311 see devan bhavayatanena te deva bhavayantu vah parasparam bhavayanta shreya param avapsyath the demigods being pleased by sacrifices will also please you and thus by cooperation between men and demigods prosperity will reign for all so this is the way of prosperity not by industrial development by natural resources that is the actual is a natural process is already happening but now our modern civilization has interrupted in the way because they don't have faith in the supply of the almighty they think they have to supply if everyone has their own farm which used to be the case in india way back in the vedic civilization and everyone has 
few cows and land and that's what they used to grow and if they ha- don't have something they exchange with others barter simple life you need what food clothing shelter roti kapda makan finish what else you need after that for maintaining your body if you don't have a tv you will not die if you don't have the internet you won't die hmm. we're talking about absolute necessities for sustenance in this world so the rest of time the rest of the time can be used for spiritual advancement which is the actual business of human life human life is not meant for any other purpose any other purpose kamasya nindriya pritir labho jivet yavata jivasya tatva jignasa nartho yascheha karma bhi Life's desires should never be directed toward sense gratification. One should desire only a healthy life or self-preservation since a human being is meant for inquiry about the absolute truth, which is the only thing we have that the animals do not have. We can inquire, who am I? What is the absolute truth? What is God? We can inquire and we can sit down. If you bring a dog here, he can't understand anything. So humans, we can understand. So if we do not use this body to understand this, then we are animals. Dvipada Pashu. Two-legged, but animals. We are not classified among human beings even. Because animals can also do ahara, nidra, bhaya, maithunamcha. Eating, sleeping, sex and fearing is common among humans and animals. But dharmo hitesham adhiko visheshu. Only human beings have dharma. Even if you go to the Aboriginal tribes, they see a mountain and they will bow down. They will see the sun and they will bow down. Anything, something wonderful manifestation of this world, they will just bow down. That innate quality of subs, uh, what being subservient to the Supreme is existing among human beings. Among all souls, but particularly among human beings. So if you don't nurture that, if you don't fan that spark and achieve perfection of life, then we are classified among animals. And modern civilization is a group of animals. If you see dogs, in India it is a common sight. On the streets there are street dogs. And a group of dogs, you know how they mark their territory. They have boundaries. We have political maps. They also have their boundaries. They pass urine. And that's how they demark the territory. And if another dog comes, they will smell the urine and they will know for sure this is from another group. They will simply start barking and biting. And that's that's happening in today's human society as well. Hmm. Everything is the property of the Lord. Sarvaloka Maheshwaram, not only this one planet, but every single planet, every single universe, material and spiritual, is the property of the Lord. But we have now drew on line and said, oh, this is mine, that is yours, this is mine. Which is why the United Nations will never succeed. Why? If it's United Nations, there should be one flag, not 70, 80 flags. One flag, that is United Nations. And that was... The case, under even Parishad Maharaj, 5,000 years ago, Yudhishthir Maharaj was an undisputed king of the entire earth. 
they were he was emperor there were other kings uh, other provinces but he was the undisputed emperor everybody paid their uh, taxes to him and he did not he did not um, what is that abuse that power they say uh, power corrupts they say no it's not a fact if one has knowledge power doesn't corrupt in fact it will be the cause for even greater welfare hmm. that's why the kings were called rajarshis they were rajas but they were rishis at the same time they were not raja rascals they were raja rishis so imam rajarsha vidu evam parampara praptam imam rajarshayo vidu so arjun for example krishna spoke to arjuna he was a king in what way was he qualified he was not a brahmachari he was not a sanyasi he was not a brahmana he, you know everywhere he he is a he was a political man how was he qualified to receive bhagavad gita there were so many sages at that time why did krishna choose arjuna bhakto se me sakha cheti santa you have to be a santa that's that's the word in today's verse yagna sishta sinah santo santa means devotees only a devotee can really understand doesn't matter where he is doesn't have to be brahmachari doesn't have to be sanyasi he can be grahastha he can be anywhere but if he is a devotee bhakto se me sakha chiti rahasyam tad uttamam rahasyam hi etad uttamam you will understand the secret about me arjuna because you are my devotee as well as my friend he did not say because you were a big tyagi uh, no so this is the qualification human being is meant for inquiry into the absolute truth <clears throat> now the next verse after that which is the verse last week we did last week is this ishtan bhogan hi vo deva dasyante yagna bhavita tair dattan apradayay bho यो भुंगते स्तेन एवसा दिस वर्ड स्तेन मीन्स थीफ थीफ जी स्तेन थीफ हूज अ थीफ इन चार्ज ऑफ द वेरियस नेसेसरीज ऑफ लाइफ द डेमी गॉड्स बींग सैटिस्फाइड बाय द परफॉर्मेंस ऑफ यज्ञ सैक्रिफाइस विल सप्लाई ऑल नेसेसरीज टू यू बट ही हू एंजॉय सच गिफ्ट विदाउट ऑफरिंग दैम टू द डेमी गॉड्स इन रिटर्न is certainly a thief like we take sunlight for granted free air we breathe at every step of our lives <laughs> we are completely dependent on the lot if there was no air we couldn't even breathe if there is no water how would we survive so if there is no grain for example we cannot eat and none of these can be produced in the factory none of this so these are the natural uh, supply given by the lord and if you don't even say thank you are we even a gentleman if you take anything from anyone and then we say thank you and in return at least but there are some rascals who will say there is no god the tongue with which they say is given by god and they dare to say there is no god so prabhupada said like dogs <clears throat> they will bark and bark and bark but when the master will say eh 
come that's the devilist devilist obey the master similarly death when it calls they have to obey silently all their big big talk will go to hell at death they must obey then krishna says mrityu sarva haras chaham i am death i am death so they may not believe in god but they must believe in death and death is god for the non devotee he will come as death and take away everything in one moment he will undo everything that you have done in your life all the plans all the activities everything that you have done one second finish hiranyakashipu perfect example he wanted a, a big tapasya he did to please lord brahma you know the story of hiranyakashipu big tapasya 100 years of the demigods you know how he was doing only on his toes he was standing for 100 years of the demigods his body was eaten up completely only the bones were remaining still the life air was did not pass away, pass out from his body and in this way he was with his hands upraised he was standing for 100 years of the devatas here one day is there one year such 100 years and after that he saw lord brahma and brahma said what do you want i want i want immortality or i am myself not immortal what can i give you immortality i have a fantastic lifespan of 311 40 billion earth years but i am not immortal <laughs> so you ask anything else i will give you said all right he was a bit disappointed but then he said okay let me trick him he said okay you give me a benediction that i will not die by any weapon by any man by any animal in the day in the night in the sky in the water on the land inside an enclosure like a building or outside you give me this benediction all right that you can have then hiranyakashipu was like i trick brahma now i am immortal i will you know raise my you know power within the universe and bully everybody he thought like that so he harassed his own son he was so intoxicated with pride that you not even see my own son what was the son's fault oh he is a devotee of narayan that was the fault of the son and what he did he tried to kill him in so many ways under the elephants threw him into a pit of snakes threw him in boiling oil threw him out of the, off the cliff everything he gave poison with his own hand the worst poison in the kingdom he did not die and then finally he asked where 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 are you getting this power from i wanted to become immortal with all my tapasya i couldn't i, I got in some back door way but you five year old what did you do and you are getting this immortality where are you getting your power from so i am getting the power from the same source as you all of us are getting power from the supreme personality of godhead vishnu hey who what nonsense vishnu are you talking about immediately became enraged if you talk about this vishnu where is he why is he like a coward hiding here and there why doesn't he come before me no he is everywhere if he is everywhere is he in this pillar yes he is there. all right break the pillar and when he came out within a second he was finished and all the promises of brahma were kept intact not a weapon simply nails not an animal not a man he was stunned when he, 
Actually, for the first time in his life, Hiranyakashipu felt fear. When he did not even see the Lord yet, the pillars started to break open and then he just heard the roar. He was not afraid of lions. What is lion for him? But when he heard the roar of Narasimhadev, that's it. Fear at once sends chills down his spine. For the first time in his life, he felt what was fear. And when the, actually when the Lord came out, he decimated in one second, finished. And it was not day, not night. It was dusk, twilight. Not inside, not outside. On the doorstep, doorway. Not air, land, water. On the lap of Narasimhadev. Not a man, not a, an animal. Everything was kept intact and still he was killed. So the Lord is always one step ahead of us in intelligence. We try, we try our best to, you know, cover ourselves. But it, you know, he is far too intelligent. <clears throat> so the modern scientific uh, attempt that, you know, with the advancement of medical technology, we, one day we will become immortal or, you know, lengthen the lifespan. This is all in the same, same vein. Because they cannot say immortality. So they say lengthen. We will try to lengthen it first and see what we can do. But they will ultimately fail. So, um, the point is, there are such people like Hiranyakashipu who take everything from the Lord but just deny him. Simply, their whole program is to deny. Uh, I think with the, somebody, who, what is his name, that Prabhu? Satish. Ah, Satish. This Prabhu sent us a message, some Indian, I mean, he's going around in India, he has some atheist written on his hand, tattoo, and he declares himself an atheist, and he wants the government to recognize his religion as atheist, you know, atheism is his religion, he wants it to be etched in his passport, you know, but I am an atheist to know that. Because why? The reason is hilarious. His father, when he was young, 8 years old, his father, uh, I think Diwali or something, he uh, applied for some lottery or something, he prayed for, he prayed to <laughs> some Lakshmi Puja he did and it did not work out. He did not get the lottery and he became atheist. So the idea of God means, Ray, if I call you, you must come, you are my waiter. You come here, take my order as a waiter does and then deliver it to me, serve me. So they want to be served by God, this is their problem. They go to God and ask me this, I want this, I want that. I mean it is good if you come to God. These people are Sukrita, they are pious people, fine, but that is not pure devotion. They are pious because at least they have come to God. Because some people go to other places also to get these things. But if they have come to God, they are at least pious. But this mentality of asking from God, you don't need to ask from God. Without you asking, when a child is born, until childbirth, the mother has no milk in her breast. But the moment the child comes out, immediately there is milk in the breast. Who has who is arranging this thing? The mother has no idea what's going on. Who is arranging these things? The Lord will provide. 
how they will show some enzymes, hormones, something they will show. Yeah, hormones, fine. Who is creating all that? Where is the intelligence? Where is the direction? Hmm. We are eating nicely. Oh, this food, that food. How it is digesting? We don't even know. But we are digesting it. How? Krishna says, I am the fire of digestion in the stomach. So without the law, we can't even exist. We think we are some big time. But if one nerve is just split in the head, we are paralyzed. Neck down paralyzed. Quadru- what is it? Quadriplegic. That means all four limbs are... <laughs> so, we are actually completely under the mercy of the Lord. We are existing. But we... We think we are big time, you know. Oh, I, I have done, I have done this. And we have discussed like last week. If something bad happens, oh, some earthquake, act of God. But when everything was created, when building was constructed, that is, that's act of me. When something bad happens, act of God. Why, why this? I mean, so we have to understand that everything is existing by the mercy of the Lord and we ourselves are existing by the mercy of the Lord and therefore if we do not acknowledge that we are a thief stena egasa and today's verse is interesting because we are talking about yajna sacrifice so we have to give something in return to the Lord for our own good for our, the Lord doesn't need anything from us what he is asking what is the Lord asking Patram Pushpam Palamto Yam Yome Bhaktya Prayachati Tadaham Bhaktyu Pahritam Ashnami Prayatatmanaha. If one offers me with love and devotion, which is actually the main ingredient, a leaf, a flower, a fruit, or water, I will accept it. That's it. Doesn't mean that he is so hungry that he uh, at least give me one leaf here. No. <laughs> He's creating millions of leaves. But with love and devotion, if we give, uh, we will be benefited. How will we be benefited? Because we have to eat something anyway. And it's a popular saying, which is true. You are what you eat. You are what you eat. They say this, but actually in the Vedic culture, it is taken very literally to the point that a person is classified according to his eating. For example, a chandal. Who is a chandal? Chandal means a dog eater. A person who eats even dogs. Who has no discrimination to the point that he can eat even dogs. That is a chandal. Now what is so bad about that? Because you are what you eat. Hmm. So, <clears throat> that is a, uh, even Brahmanas, they eat sattvic food. Let's see, in the mode of goodness. Brahmanas are in the sattvagun, sattvic. What is sattvic? Ayuh sattva balarogya sukha prite vivardhanah. Rasyaha snigdha sthira hritya ahara sattvika priya. 
<clears throat> foods dear to those in the mode of goodness increase the duration of life purify one's existence and give strength health happiness and satisfaction such foods are juicy fatty wholesome and pleasing to the heart this is sattvic food next katvamla lavanatyushna tikshna ruksha vidahina ahara rajasasyeshta dukha shokamaya prada foods that are too bitter too sour salty hot pungent dry and burning are dear to those in the mode of passion such foods cause distress misery and disease hmm? then yatayamam gatarasam puti paryushitam chayat uchhishtam api chamedhyam bhojanam tamasapriyam food prepared more than 3 hours before being eaten this is this is applicable to food that is not prasadam prasadam is different that is also explained in the purport later on hmm food that is tasteless decomposed and putrid and food consisting of remnants and untouchable things what is the untouchable things like in this part of the world we will see cockroach cockroach wafers Huh? Thailand, yeah. If this part of the world is full of that kind of horrible. Grasshopper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've seen that. <clears throat> so these things, are, meat, any meat is actually untouchable. Meat, eggs, untouchable things. So these things, if you eat, is dear to the road and those in the mode of darkness, ignorance, Tam- tamasic. You see. So accordingly, our karma is, our eating is creating karma. Bhunjate te tvagham papa. Ye pachanti atma karana. So by eating these different grades of foodstuffs, we are getting different grades of sinful reactions. Because we are taking the food. And important thing is, when we say yajna, the first thing is mentioned here, food. Which is corroborated with the other verse by Rupa Goswami. Um, what is that? Sevan Mohejiva. Atta Sri Krishna Namadi. You see this. In the Bhakti Samrata Sindhu, it is said, Atta Sri Krishna Namadi na bhavet graham indriyai Sevan Mohehi jihva dao. Jihva, the tongue. Svayamevas puratyadaha. No one can understand the transcendental nature of the name, form, qualities and pastimes of Sri Krishna through his materially contaminated senses. Only when one becomes spiritually saturated by the transcendental service to the Lord are the transcendental name, form, qualities and pastimes of the Lord revealed to him. And in fact, okay, this was a contextual translation. But if you see the real verse, the word I want to show is the Jihva. You see here, Jihva Ado, Jihva Ado means beginning with the tongue. Self-realization beginning begins with the tongue, not with the mind, not with intelligence, not with the soul, but with the tongue. Counterintuitive, but yes, <clears throat> because our path to hell also starts with the tongue. We eat rubbish, and that's how we get passion, ignorance. And with that we do rubbish, 
So there is a science like the mouth, the stomach, the genitals in one straight line. So if I eat too much and passionate food and ignorant food, what happens? First of all, I'm, my whole digestive system is topsy-turvy and the pressure goes to the genitals and one becomes agitated sexually. And in this way, unlimited troubles. Unlimited. <clears throat> and so that's the way of... So lust, karma, krodha, lobha, moha, madhamatsarya, the six uh, enemies. It starts with karma and goes to krodha and goes to moha and lobha, madha, uh, matsarya and madha, finally. Um, so we'll see the translation, you see. Therefore, material senses cannot appreciate Krishna's holy name, form, qualities and pastimes. When a conditioned soul is awakened to Krishna consciousness and renders service by using his tongue to chant the Lord's holy name and taste the remnants of the Lord's food, these two ways we can engage the tongue. The tongue is purified and one gradually comes to understand who Krishna really is. So, that's why our movement, what did Prabhupada do when he went to America? He did not put a big lecture there and no. What did he do first? He took the kartals, he went to the Tompkins Square Park, Tompkinson Square Park in New York, chanted, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, just with the kartal, for three hours straight. And that was the beginning of the movement. And when devotees, uh, not devotees, they were hippies, <laughs> drugged out, you know, then they came to the temple. And what did he give them? He gave them prasadam. And they loved the prasadam. To be very honest, even I, when I started coming here, I was a student. And I was coming here for one good reason. <laughs> I would get prasadam. Sumptuous food. Of course, I was reading, I was chanting. But this one thing always pulled me. Because reading and chanting I can do anywhere. But prasadam was in the temple. So, even though it was very far from Sambhavang, all the way to, at that time we were in Little India. So I was coming all the way. So almost every day. <coughs> After school, I would just come here. So I was having prasadam. I used to like it very much. So in fact, Prabhupada said the gulab jamun is con bullets. When the westerners, they just put the gulab jamun in their mouth and, whew, what is this? And because it was prasadam, they became purified, gradually they became purified and they started to hear the classes, they took up the name, they took up everything, all the things came and they surrendered their lives. Within months, Prabhupada was having hundreds of devotees already. You know, within 12 years, he achieved what is not even achievable by thousands of human beings in a, in a century. He established 108 temples, he initiated 5000 disciples, he wrote how many books? 60 over books. You know, you write one book, people are already, oh, I have a New York Times bestseller, you know, this, this, this book, that book. He wrote 60 books. And all the while, when, when? At the age of 69, he started. <laughs> Imagine uh, starting your career at 69. Prabhupada always saying, I, I'm at the fag end of my life. I can die any moment. In fact, he was on the ship to America. Two massive heart attacks. Two consecutive nights. He said, one more, I'll, I'll, no, I'll be no more. And of course, Krishna came and massaged him. And he protected the whole, he got this dream, you know, whole Dasavatar, the, all around the ship, guarding the whole. And the captain said, when he reached Boston Harbor, he said, this was the quietest 
journey on the Atlantic because Atlantic is the worst sea of the seven the worst the roughest sea but it was completely smooth so anyway so you, you see how Prasadam is so important so Prabhupada he did how much it's, it's astonishing but he started all this just with simple Harinam and Krishna Prasadam that's it with these two things everything manifested by itself so because prasadam uh, you mean um, relieves our material hunger and also our spiritual hunger slowly without even him realizing he is being purified yajna <coughs> so jihva ado jihva our tongue why why social media is such a big thing now because our tongue is uncontrollable we want to talk everybody is posting something youtube twitter facebook they want to talk something so instead of chatter <laughs> tiktok <laughs> so they want to they want to just chatter boxes you know they like people love to use the tongue especially nowadays even when they don't know anything they always talk something so, therefore, the most suitable method for this age is chanting. What was the other way? In Satya Yuga, the process was meditation. You have to go to the forest alone. And human lifetime was 100,000 years. Not like 100 years now. 100 years, not even 100 years. People are dying before that. It used to be 100,000 years in Satya Yuga. And Valmiki, for example, he meditated for 60,000 years before he became perfect. Then there was Treta Yuga. Uh, lifetime was 10,000 years. And they used to do these big yajnas. Very, very grand, opulent yajnas. That was the way of self-realization in that age. And Dvapar Yuga. There was big temple worships. If you see now in India, grand temples, huge structure. You will be wondering how the... Now only some dogs are running around in the compound hall. But those days, thousands of people were there. If you actually calculate how to maintain this temple on a daily basis you need hundreds and thousands of people and they used to have grand arrangements for that and that was possible in those days but now we were asking them to come once a week already struggling we are putting a class on Facebook live that also we cannot attend or they can just sit down at their home and watch it What is that? Mandaha Sumandamatayo Mandabhagyahi Upadruta. Kalyu population is like this. They are not interested. They are interested in everything else except self-realization. Except self-realization they are interested in everything else. And if somebody is a little bit inclined about self-realization he will be misled by some this guru, that guru, Bogus guru. And he will not get the real thing. Upadruta, disturbed, distracted. So, the, pro, the, the process is that we have to come from proper sampradaya. Then, if we hear the message in the proper way, then it is intact. We have to hear the message as it is. Then only it will have complete effect. Then it is pure. What Krishna said, that you are hearing. But if I have my own interpretation to it, 
that's immediately discarded as rubbish that's not Bhagavad Gita Bhagavad Gita without Krishna's opinion being there that is not Bhagavad Gita that is nonsense <coughs> so Atha Sri Krishna this is the most when he said Yajna the previous three verses before today's Yajna and the first thing he said food so Jihva Adaho now Bhaktivinoda Thakur um, very nicely graphically describes the position of the materialist and how prasadam can help same Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he sang a song in glorification of Prasadam. In fact, we chant this before eating Prasadam. We have to honor the Prasadam with this prayer. Those who do not know, please learn this prayer. Okay, by heart. In your memory. Hmm? Sharira avidya jal, jadendriya tahekal, jive fele visha sagore, tarmadhi jihvati, lobhumai sudurmati, takejita kotina samsare, Krishna bada doyamai, koribari jihva joy, saprasadam nadilo bhai, sheyanamrata pao, radha krishna gunagao, premidako chaitanya nitai. Very beautiful. Actually, if you analyze one by one word, huh? Yes. Your Oriya, right? You will understand. <laughs> oh Lord, this material body is a lump of ignorance. Avidya Jal. Actually, Prabhupada gave a very graphical, nice description. Jal is a net. Now, Avidya Jal. Um, if you see, Sarita Avidya Jal, Jorindu Tahikal, Jiye Fele Vishaya Sagare. Fele means throne. Jiye Fele Vishaya Sagare. In the ocean of material, in this material world. If you are thrown, already if you are thrown into the ocean, it is bad enough. Now, if you are in, caught up in a net and then you are thrown into the ocean, what chance of your of survival? So, that is our position in this material world. We are in a jal, maya jal, avidya jal, and jivafele visha sagare. Tarmadhe jivati. Ah, here. Jihva Ati, Jihva again, tongue. Jihva Ati, Ati Lobhamai, Sudurmati. Very, very greedy, this tongue. You see, O oh Lord, this material body is a lump of ignorance and the senses are a network of paths to death. We will come back to that. Somehow we have fallen into this ocean of material sense enjoyment and of all the senses, the tongue is most voracious and uncontrollable. Ati Sudurmati, Ati and Sudurmati. It is very difficult to conquer the tongue in this world. But you, dear Krishna, are very kind to us and have given us such nice prasadam just to control the tongue. Now we take this prasadam to our full satisfaction and glorify the Lordship Sri Sri Radha Krishna and in love call for the help of Lord Chaitanya and Lord Nityananda. So this is the... Uh, prayer. Now, here it is said an interesting thing that the senses are a network of paths to death. So, I think you all, some of you know the examples of the different senses that lead different animals to death. 
the deer is led to death because of its ear. The deer is very fast. You can't capture the deer. How the hunter kills the deer? He just plays the flute. He just plays the flute. And because of the the deer cannot resist good music. And it will just come by itself. And it will shoot it dead. So just by the ear, it is led to death. For the firefly, eyes, oh, glaring effulgence, let me go there. And then being burned in the fire. Dead. Then there is the elephant. Uh, sorry, the fish. Uncontrollable tongue. The fisherman lets the bait inside. There is so much food in the water. No, that also I want. And you will come for that. Greedy. Actually, everywhere there is food. But he wants that. You know, he doesn't want to miss out. And he catches her and then dead. The elephant. How is he captured? A trained she-elephant is, you know, uh, she's trained to seduce the male and they dig a pit large enough for the elephant to go in and cannot come out and they cover it up so the elephant can't see it. They cover it up with grass and everything like bamboo like that and the she-elephant is trained not to step on that spot but she will go around it but this male elephant will fall into the trap so because of his genitals he is captured so in this way what is that did i miss out frog sound yeah that's that's another thing fish because of the tongue for eating the frog because of the tongue for croaking actually it croaks with his throat Huh? the honey they get trapped inside yeah the bees because of the taste again the tongue yeah and the frog it croaks and then what it invites the snake actually the snake doesn't have ears to hear yes by vibration it hears the sound by the vibration so that's how it catches the frog <coughs> so in this way the senses are a network of paths to death now the human being is the trump card because in <laughs> in human body every single of these senses are strong whereas in animals one particular sense is a cause of uh, being lured into death but Balavan Indriya Grama uh, in fact in the second chapter also Krishna says this I think 267 if I am not wrong I think there are two verses. This is also one of them. Indriyanam hi charatam yan manonu vidhiyate tadasya haratit pragnyam vayur navamivam bhasi. As a strong wind sweeps away a boat on the water, even one of the roaming senses on which the mind focuses can carry away a man's intelligence. So all of these senses are strong. So therefore, just imagine how dangerous human body is if you are not careful. And in today's context, we have instant gratification available. 
literally at our fingertips. Whatever we want to see, we can see. Whatever we want to hear, we can hear. Whatever we want to taste, we can taste. There are restaurants everywhere, everything, anywhere. Anything, practically, the whole idea of advancement of civilization is the quicker you can gratify your desire, the better is the civilization. That's the present um, yardstick. The shorter the time between my desiring and my fulfillment of, fulfillment of that desire, the better it is. You know, like I always say, here there is uh, like Uber, Uber Eats, you know, like that. We have Grab food here. Grab is the, like the Uber here. So they have Grab food. I think I have made a meme, right, on Instagram. So the cheetah is grabbing its food and we are using grab food. But the business is the same, eating. We are thinking that this app, oh, this is very sophisticated. What I'm doing, same thing as what the animals are doing. And I'm a sophisticated animal, but I'm not a human being yet. Human being means this inquiry. Who am I? Who is God? Why am I here? Why did I take birth? How did I take birth? Science has answers for how we took birth, where we took birth, when we took birth, to whom we took birth. How? All this. But why? They speculate. Oh, some evolution, some rubbish. No. Why did I come into this world? And in that particular family, in that particular socio-economic, um, you know, realm, whatever it is. Why? Why as a human being? Why not a dog? Or why that person is as a dog? and not a cat, and not a mouse. This is the law of karma we need to understand. They say by chance. The science explanation is the worst. By chance. Just by chance everything happened, and at death everything is finished. This is the most ludicrous uh, understanding of life. Which is why they don't have a concept of sin, pious, and nothing. As long as I don't disturb other people's sense gratification, and I do my own sense gratification in my own domain uh, that is good or if I can facilitate other people's sense gratification uh, then it is good that is charity that is today's definition of good and bad if there was no restriction they would just gratify the senses to the maximum but of course the material world is designed in such a way that you can't the more you do like for example sex Oh, somebody, I like sex, you know. Okay, then you do all the way. And what do you get? Venereal diseases. There was a story of a boxer. I think in Mike Tyson's era. Uh, Tommy, I forget his name. He was such a good boxer. And in his prime, he was, he was even prime. People were saying he, would, he could even beat Mike Tyson at that time. But the problem with him was he had uncontrollable desire for sex. Uncontrollable. He just can't control it. And he just went with woman after woman after woman after woman. And in the end, he died at the age of 44. And if you see his face when he was 44 and compare it with when he was 25, there will be absolutely no similarity at all. And his face looks so aged and nothing like what he was in 25. And his face looked like he was 78 or, I mean, 85 or something like that. 
he was only 44 and he died out of the aids so in this material world you can't unrestrictedly enjoy your senses it is not just possible and even if i want to i will encroach into some other other people's boundary of sense gratification and in this way i will have to suffer so human life is meant for because the senses are far too strong here in this human body therefore there is first of all restriction first because there is two ways you can use a human body just go with the flow and do all sinful activities and get straight into animal life or use that power uh, control the desires but use that time and intelligence to improve ourselves spiritually yeah pravritti marg and nivritti marg लोकेस्मिन् व्यवयामेश मध्यसेवा नित्याहिजन्तोर नहितत्र चोदना विजर ओ सॉरी व्यवस्थितिस्तेषु विवाह यज्ञा सुराग्रहाय रासु निवृत्तिरिष्टा In this material world, the conditioned soul is always inclined to sex, meat-eating and intoxication. Therefore, religious scriptures never actually encourage such activities. Although the scriptural injunctions provide for sex through sacred marriage, for meat-eating through sacrificial offerings and for the intoxication through the acceptance of ritual cups of wine, such ceremonies are meant for the ultimate purpose of renunciation. So they are not really encouraged. What is marriage? we always every time uh, we touch upon this topic what is marriage why there has to be marriage you can have children without marriage what is the need license. oh some huh license yeah it's a license it's a license so otherwise children can be produced anywhere like the pigs and dogs they don't have distinction mother sister daughter doesn't matter that's a dog life pig life but we as human beings why we have this restriction because human being is meant for limiting that tendencies there is concession given ultimately it is best to avoid but the vast majority cannot avoid so okay fine do it under license under restriction so that you will have time ample time and energy and intelligence to pursue the spiritual path so there is because scripture is not impractical krishna is not impractical he knows uh, so people are inclined towards sense gratification so there is um allowance for that under limited conditions okay do it in that limit and then focus on this again back come back to this so that's the whole point otherwise there's no there's no need for marriage Uh, it doesn't make any sense now it has become just a legal thing you know to buy house or you know the social function you know over the family we have to declare that we are together actually they are already together before that but <laughs> you know <laughs> so and nowadays live in relationships and all these are just increasing why because they are finding that marriage is a big problem because 
okay you get married and then what you after 2 years is okay divorce and then that's another legal issue and then there's a lot of rigmarole so uh, my son might as well just do away with the whole thing and have sex that what what is that animal life actually divorce the whole divorce is a is nothing but it is uh, it has just nullified what is marriage because if if one person can marry uh, umpteen number of times what is the meaning of marriage then it was under license that was the very reason and now if that is broken every time then what is the meaning of the whole whole institution of marriage hmm. so therefore um, these are meant for restriction human life is meant for far bigger purpose than this hmm hmm yeah 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 and um, yeah i mean we can practically see that so therefore if there is no understanding i i read an article when i was in philippines there was a newspaper article it was <laughs> in a positive note on a positive note they wrote an article like this that you know family structures are evolving family structures are evolving you know instead of uh, traditional husband wife and children now we have a husband and wife with children and then divorced another husband and wife with children divorced and the woman of this relationship and the man of this relationship have a relationship among themselves then their children then this woman's children and the man's children will play with their children and then after them then they'll get divorced and the man will become homosexual and the woman will become lesbian or another homosexual and she will marry another woman and he will marry another man and this way the children are shared and they become mess the whole thing is a mess and the article was actually glorifying the whole thing i was stunned like what i mean there has to be some sense in the whole so this is even worse than animal life in fact animals have a little bit more uh, decency than that now there is no beaches what new beaches new beaches yeah 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 new beaches and also um, yeah all kinds of things so we don't want to mention that but yeah all kinds of ways how to hey yo i actually missed out i made a screenshot on my phone i should share it on my facebook over so those who want to become naked you know um, so they will become trees next life they will stand naked for thousands of years you know nalakuvar and manigriva by narad muni they were cursed and became trees so i saw this photo which is on my phone i will share it on social media so you know what happened this tree looks exactly like a ballerina dancer exactly you know that pose like the hand like that and the leg exactly like this it's, it's just like a woman maybe some previous life and the man was i mean the tree was like this you know like and i'll i'll share those pictures so that is to just give us a a reason to think actually it doesn't have to be that way actually any lusty man would or woman would would actually become a tree in next life but why the tree must have a shape of actual woman 
because it spurs that thinking in him are to connect some dots for some, for example nobody nobody remembers what happened in the previous life right but every now and then you will hear some stories of people who have actually remembered what went through and they will describe and the facts were verified and they were actually true why that happens it's not an accident so because that will trigger the human thinking because the lord is giving us a chance by presenting those examples very rarely it happens and usually they only remember one life the past life they don't remember the previous ones so that it will trigger why is that even exist because science is of the opinion modern scientists that you know yeah this one life and we are all made of chemicals and one day we'll you know become just a lump of chemicals and into the mud but if these things are true then it will start to question their thinking you know hey what is this their ideology is shaken at the root so to present these things these things happen like the other thing i shared the other day uh, the australian boy 19 years old he met with an accident he went into coma for a week and he woke up started speaking fluent chinese better than even the chinese in beijing and the parents were shocked to the core i mean what happened and he forgot english <laughs> and of course later on he became very popular among the chinese he was, he actually went to beijing to uh, i think his teaching i don't know i have not followed the story but so this was a case he was speaking fluent chinese what happened to that something which he learned in the previous same thing happened in the bhagavatam gajendra moksham the elephant he was being attacked by the crocodile in the water for 1000 years not on the earth it was another planet 1000 years and he was struggling and because although the elephant is more stronger than a crocodile but because it was in the water the crocodile was having the advantage of own ground home ground so the crocodile was eating away on the elephant's leg and after 1000 years of that struggle he remembered the prayers that he learned in the previous life as he was actually king uh, what is it indradyumna and because he was cursed by a sage and became dull like an elephant but he remembered he was actually a devotee you know, he was praying to the lord with you know, nice um, shlokas and nice songs and all that he remembered back again that memory just came to the elephant and in the elephant's body he was chanting with a lotus because it was in a lake that fight between and he he grasped the one lotus and with his trunk upraised you know he was offering this prayers and that time lord vishnu immediately came and saved the both the in fact the crocodile also was a cursed uh, being yeah 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 chitraketa is that so i'm not very sure of chitraketa but yeah so both were cursed and both were relieved of the curse and gajendra got moksha so it is very important you see how what we do now what we remember now will bear fruit at the time when it is most needed the lord will help provided now we are trying that's why ishopanishad that verse is there um vayur anilam amritam athedam bhasmantam shariram om kratosmara 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 kritam smara now my body let it be burnt to ashes 
at this point when I am going to quit my body, O oh Lord, please remember all that I have done uh, as a sacrifice to you and please reward me. Of course, in the purple Prabhupada says, a devotee doesn't even have to ask for that. In fact, even if the devotee, the whole life he has been remembering Krishna and finally at the time of death he somehow forgets, the Lord forcibly comes into his mind and delivers him back. So that's how kind the Lord is. Provided we are sincerely, the whole life we are you know, dedicated to remembering him always. And uh, it all starts with chanting and eating Krishna Prasadam. Jihvadav. And that is today's verse. Sinasanto Muchyante All sins eradicated. But if we eat for our own, then we are eating sin. Because life is there and even plants. They say, oh, vegetarian is better than, you know, non-vegetarian. Why it is better? Okay, so in some cases, most cases, you are just plucking a fruit or a vegetable. But sometimes you have to uproot. Harvest is just killing the whole paddy field, you know. So, killing is involved in both. But why vegetarian then is more pious than non-vegetarian? Because it is under the order of the Lord. This is something we have to understand. Like for example, a soldier on a battlefield, if he kills 100 people, oh, the country will give him a medal of honor. The president will come and confer the honor. But if the same man goes out on the street and takes a gun and shoots somebody, he will be branded a terrorist. Where is the honor? Where is the medal? No, he cannot go to the court and say, Are, you gave me a medal for 100 kills and this is just one kill and you are punishing me. What is this? No, that kill was on the order of the government. The government said, you now fight. And if you, the more he kills, the more he is glorified. Because it was on superior order. Whereas if I am taking my own responsibility, without a superior uh, order, then that is my own, I have to pay for it. So similarly, Krishna says, Patram Pushpam Phalam Toyam, you offer me in this category, vegetarian category. Therefore, it is sinless. And therefore, if we don't offer, it is still sin because it is not as sinful as the animals. It is definitely not as sinful as the animals. Like Sattvic, Rajasik, Tamasik, we have seen na? the food in the three uh, modes. So, each the Sattvic food is not as sinful. Rajasik is more, Tamasik is most. But still all of them are tainted with sin. But Krishna Prasadam, no. So, this, some people think uh, Prasadam means... Uh, Something to rub the tongue. You know? No. Prasadam means every single meal, every single whatever you intake, you put that is to be prasadam. Then that is good. And actually, you will see if you are a devotee, if you become more sensitive to that um, nuances of your consciousness, how it works when you eat different kinds of food stuff, you will see that how your mind will be disturbed if you have eaten something else outside. For those not so introspective, they cannot see all this. They are too blunt. I mean, too. You have to have the finesse of introspection, and then you can actually see when you eat something, and then your mind is disturbed, you are agitated, you are you are not in the proper consciousness. I mean, eat prasadam is totally different. So you can actually see it, and you will also understand the spiritual subject matter much better if you eat prasadam. Again, it comes back to the point of you are what you eat. Therefore, it is said, Nivrita Tarshaya Rupagaya Manas. 
before we close. See, Nivrita Darshai Rupagi Manad, Bhavoshadat Chotra Manobhiramad, Ka Uttama Shloka Gunan Vadad, Puman Viranjeta Vina Pashubhnat. Glorification of the Supreme Personality of Godhead is performed in the Parampara system, that is, it is conveyed from spiritual master to disciple. Such glorification is relished by those no longer interested in false temporary glorification of this cosmic manifestation. Descriptions of the Lord are the right medicine for the conditioned soul undergoing repeated birth and death. Therefore, who will cease hearing such glorification of the Lord except a butcher or one who is killing his own self? So, one who is a meat eater, butcher means not just the boy, the guy who kills. That is butcher, yes. But everyone in that eating of meat is implicated. The one who is a butcher who kills the animal, the one who transports the animal, the one who cooks the animal, the one who sells the animal, the one who buys the animal and the one who eats the animal. Everybody is involved. Every Just like any in any murder, there will be one guy who will be the one who actually killed the person and there will be accomplices. And all of them are charged. So similarly, in the killing of an animal, because in human law, we only consider human killing as the crime. What is the difference between crime and sin? Crime is sin according to the law of the state. Sin is crime according to the law of God. That's it. In those days, in Vedic times, sin and crime was the same. Because governments used to run on Vedic rules. Manu Samhita. But now, because the constitution is different from the Vedas, it is imperfect. They only consider the humans as... But animal, oh, it is not it is not a crime. But the word Praja in Sanskrit means anybody. Ja means Janma, one who has taken birth. And Praja means anybody who has taken birth in the land is a citizen of the country, even the animal. Not that um, the human is my brother and the cow is my food. No. Everybody is a citizen of the country. So, Ramarajyam, they say Ramarajyam, oh, the, the, the kingdom of Lord Ram. What was so special? What was so special? They were so free of anxiety that they could only die when they wanted to, even to that extent. Not only the humans, even the animals were not in anxiety. So much so that they could only die when they themselves wanted to. And if you see the history of Ramayana, when Ram, Lord Ramchandra went back, all the citizens of Ayodhya also went back with him because they could not live without him. Only then they... And they could not die otherwise. So that that much Ramarajam, that's why kingdoms must be of that standard. Why? That is so glorified on a pedestal because of this. And that involves how the leader is very stringent with the... Um, <coughs> What is that? Instituting the Bhakti. Varnashram system. What is Varnashram system? Because everybody has to be employed. First thing. The government's first business is that everybody should be employed. Otherwise one rascal will become thief. If he has nothing to do, he has to earn a livelihood. Somehow. He will become a robber. So everybody has to be honestly employed first. So, um, what is that verse I wanted to say? Varnashram So here you can see, 
वर्णाश्रम आचारवता पुरुषेण पर पुमान विष्णु आराध्यते पंथा नान्य तत्ष कारण नौ टू थिंग्स मस्ट बी सैटिस्फाइड मेटीरियल नीड्स एंड स्पिरिचुअल नीड्स मॉडर्न गवर्नमेंट इज लुकिंग आफ्टर सो कॉल मेटीरियल नीड्स दैट टू इम्परफेक्टली स्पिरिचुअल नीड्स आर कंप्लीटली नॉट रियली कंसिडर्ड एज इंपॉर्टेंट इकोनॉमिक कंट्रीज क्लासिफाइड एज फर्स्ट एंड थर्ड वर्ल्ड कंट्रीज अकॉर्डिंग टू द इकोनॉमिक स्टेटस नॉट अकॉर्डिंग टू कैरेक्टर स्टेटस अकॉर्डिंग टू स्पिरिचुअल no classification among that if you have no money even if you have the best character you are a third class person that is today but varnashram acharavata means there is proper institution of material life and spiritual life if you see the supreme personality of godhead lord vishnu is worshiped by the proper execution of prescribed duties in the system of varna and ashrama there is no other way to satisfy the supreme personality of godhead one must be situated in institution of the four varnas and ashramas now people have different aptitudes different talents different ways of occupation so they are broadly categorized under brahmana kshatriya vaishya shudra that is that is for their material needs they can be employed today why there is unemployment because the education system is predominantly manufacturing sudras although the person have a, may have a brain of a brahman or a kshatriya he is trained to become a sudra over i mean there is too much supply of sudras whereas the demand is so less whereas the posts of brahmanas are completely empty i mean full vacancy here there is no vacancy and degree holders everybody is becoming taxi driver why more supply than demand because sudra everybody is becoming a sudra the modern education system means sudra he cannot after his degree proper said he must go around with application for job you know because without the application he, he cannot survive he has no thinking of his own he has no nothing he just a, you know like a goat simply you know one goat goes in telugu we say goral manda huh? yeah one goat goes and then falls into the ditch and every goat goes and falls into the ditch without without exception They, they don't stop to think that why 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 the goats are missing so that's how the herd as a, you know as i said herd mentality uh, like you know conveyor belt just make some you know product sudra product uh, come out come out like that but if people are trained according to the real guna and karma then you will have brahmanas kshatriyas vaishyas sudras perfect all will be employed next with that they can serve the lord how first of all the brahmanas what is their duty they will learn patan patan yajan yajan dana pratigraha who does this is a brahmana shatkarma nipuno vipro shatkarma six six things patan patan he learns the vedic scripture and he teaches to others teaches others yajan yajan he does sacrifice for his own purification and then he does sacrifice for others purification for example we we chant for our own like japa for our own purification and then kirtan is for everybody and then we cook prasadam and distribute it for everybody so this is actually that comes under the dana so dana pratigraha pratigraha means he accepts donations brahmana he doesn't work for a living why people say hey, you don't have a decent job no he is far too busy to work he is busy with a work that there is no time for earning money for himself what is he busy with 
to spread the message of Bhagavad Gita of the Vedas. So Patan Patan, he is fully busy with this. Yajan Yajan and Dana Pratigra and Dana. He Dana. He like for example people donate to us grains and this and that. But what will we do with that? We'll cook and give them back. Not that we hold. This holding mentality is not there. This is Kripana, miser. Opposite of Kripana is Brahmana, liberal. He does not think what is for tomorrow. Tomorrow, let's see tomorrow. Today, whatever is there, okay, finish. Everything else should be distributed. So, this is Brahmana mentality. And he will advise the king. The Brahmanas, the council of Brahmanas, they will advise the king and not for a salary. Because the moment they take salary, they become dependent on the king for the sustenance. And that's when they cannot give absolute advice. It will be tainted with, if I say this, you know, maybe that. So, there has to be independence of the Brahmanas. So, they... They, that's why they live independent. They actually, whoever gives donation, fine. If they don't have anything, they will eat just that much. Prabhupada gave the example. It's going very long, but Prabhupada gave the example of this uh, Brahmana who was even 200 years back. Uh, now 250. Prabhupada was saying 200 years. He was in an ashram, and um, he was actually eating only. He had a tamarind tree on, in his courtyard, and the wife would pluck the tamarind leaves, boil it and eat it with rice whatever the disciples used to bring them some whatever little bit and that he used to cook and eat and the king came to know that oh he's some such a simple minded brahmana and you know very humbly he's living but very knowledgeable so king went there and he asked him you are living in such humble circumstances let me give you something what do you want no no i'm quite comfortable just this i'm quite comfortable that is brahmana uh, so then they will advise the kings and the kings will execute. They will make sure that there is temple in every locality uh, and everybody is engaged. Whether there is his Brahmana, Vaishnava, Sudra, whatever it is, he has to come to the temple twice a day. That is for the spiritual upliftment of people. Next, he will have army to, you know, of course, protect the whole country and he will probably even wage war against the neighboring countries if he sees that the other king is not ruling according to Vedic rules. If he is deviating, then only would there be an attempt of war. Otherwise, he would not unnecessarily encroach upon other people just to you know expand his kingdom for no reason. Not like, you know, that uh, who is that Mongolian? Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan. He just went and, you know, occupied and occupied and raped all the women. That, that's not the way. That, that he's not Rajarshi, but our our kings were Rajarshis, fully responsible. And then the Vaishyas, what is there? They all explained in Bhagavad Gita, 18th chapter. Um, Krishi Goraksha Vanijyam, tilling the land, agriculture, cow protection, and trade. This is their domain of activities. And finally, Shudras, they will serve the other three classes. And they may be particular talent in, you know, in some skills, skillful. And they will engage in the service of others. So, in this way, because the Vaishyas, the, and Vaishyas, they are also getting the second birth. The, the, and that means they also are admitted into Gurukul. Brahmana, Kshatriyas and Vaishyas actually. And because Sudra, and, and they are, I mean, they know the scriptural knowledge and they live their lives accordingly under the guidance of proper Brahmana, Gurus and all that. 
and the Shudras will serve them and in that way they also get the benefit of serving. So in this way the whole structure is perfect for spiritual and material upliftment of the society. So of course I want to touch upon another verse but it's uh, quite late now. Maybe we will just read the translation and we will finish it here. Naradmuni explained the effect of prasadam on him. How Naradmuni became so great, you know? Because of prasadam. You will see. Uchishthale pananumoditod vijay sakritsmabhunje tadapasta kilbishaha evam pravrittasya vishuddha chetasas taddharma evatmaruche prajayate In his previous life, he was a Sudrani's son. He was a maidservant's son. And there was no surety of who his father was even. So you can just imagine what kind of circumstances he was coming from in his previous life. Naradmaya. And he was a five-year-old boy and his mother was there in a cottage. And By chance, these great devotees who were called Bhaktivedantas in, the, in this chapter, they were passing by and Chaturmasina, in the rainy season, they had a cottage because otherwise they would travel just on foot. They would travel and travel and preach. But for the four months of rainy season, they will set up a cottage and do uh, austerities there. So, the house was, their cottage were nearby her house. And because she saw some sadhus, okay, she wanted to help them out and serve some menial way, whatever she could. And in that way, this boy was also going. And here he said what happened when he was being engaged like that. He said, once only, by their permission, I took the remnants of their food and by so doing, all my sins were at once eradicated. Thus, being engaged, I became purified in heart and at that time, the very nature of the transcendentalist became attractive to me. Just by eating the foodstuff. Three things from a sadhu. The remnants of his foodstuff, the dust from his feet and the water that washes his feet are very, very potent. With material intelligence, we can't even fathom what is the power of these three things. So, of course, Prahlad Maharaj also says, Naisham Matistavadurukramangrim Sprishati Anarthapagamoyad Artha Mahiyasam Padarajobhishekam Nishkinchananam Navranitayavad So, alright, we will stop here. Any questions or comments? Rajakishor put a verse there for Narasimhadev. Okay, no questions. Alright, we'll stop here. Grantraj Srimad Bhagavad Gita ki Srila Prabhupada ki Mitai Gaur Primanande.